You won't believe how incorporating this feature into your Dynasty Leagues will make it 10 times more fun. Welcome to Front Office Pros, brought to you by the Front Office Pros, Steve, Joe, and Charlie, the missing bro. You may be in several Dynasty Leagues, and if you are, then you've come to the right place because we're going to tell you how to make your Dynasty Leagues that much better by adding this one component and how to implement it into your league. Before we get started, we are on your channel, so if you enjoyed this video, smash that subscribe button to show your support. Hut, hut, hike! So the secret sauce that we are referring to is adding a free agency component into your Dynasty Leagues. So guys, why should Dynasty Fantasy Football Leagues consider incorporating free agency into their leagues? Yeah, you know, I think the, the major reason why you should incorporate free agency in your leagues is simply just, you know, the player movement aspect. Uh, being able to have to, being able to have the ability to add through free agency process and not just have to trade guys and you know it also doesn't allow for teams just to like a traditional dynasty league where you just kind of hold your players um, you know give give it people can also it's more of a strategic thing if you choose to re-sign a guy or do you let them test the market maybe you go after him after they test the market or just allows you know all the, your other league members to get players as well. Yeah, I mean, I overall, I agree. And I think, honestly, to begin this conversation, we've got to take a step back. And I know you guys made a great video on why you should implement a salary cap into your Dynasty League. And I think salary cap and free agency go hand in hand. So if you haven't had a chance to watch that, I'd really recommend that. Because, so first off, you have a salary cap. The reason being is so you can't just hoard players. At some point, your salary for good, if you have too many good players, you're going to hit a threshold and you're going to have to cut down, right? And that's where free agency enters the picture. You sign too many guys or you have too many good guys. You can't sign them all. You let a few walk. Um, what this does is starts to create um, a sort of scarcity within the free agent market. So free agencies can be a lot of fun because not all the players are out there, like a typical redraft league might be. But you have some players out there that some teams couldn't afford to resign. And this causes some scarcity. So you've got a couple good wide receivers out there, a couple good quarterbacks, a couple tight ends. Um, and every team that has needs, right, are all going for these players, which creates a really fun dynamic, similar to what you see in the NFL, where you've got a couple good guys out there. And every team's in the pot. Every team's going for it. And you, what you see, often see is a lot of times guys getting overpaid more than what maybe they're worth. Um, but that's a result of scarcity, and it makes it a lot of fun and a lot of competition. Yeah, I agree with you guys. And honestly, two things come to mind. First, just as a general NFL fan, when you think about the offseason in general, it really is in three phases. You've got the re-signing period. You know, is your favorite team going to sign that star player that you want them to? Then you've got the free agency period, which is the frenzy, right? You see all these crazy deals. Like you said, Charlie, most of the time, way above market value, but it gets you excited. It gets your blood pumping. You know, you're in disbelief by the moves that happen. And then you've got the draft. And so when you've got a traditional dynasty league, and don't get me wrong, I'm a big proponent of dynasty leagues. And I think they're a lot of fun, but sometimes it is sort of a buzzkill because you, you do have that rookie draft, but then that's basically it. It definitely adds a component to your dynasty. But when you get to see what happens to the NFL and then there's a slight delay, and then you get to go through that process as an owner, you feel like you're putting your GM hat on because you're going through the re-signing period. You're figuring out who I have to sign. You go through free agency. You have the, the highs and the lows of free agency. And then you have the draft. And before you know it, now you're, now you're at training camp. So 
to me, it just adds so much more excitement. It really adds just, it makes you feel more full, <laughs> you know, like it really fills in the off season. And I think at the end of the day, it just adds a whole new strategy component. Like you mentioned, Charlie, if I'm in a traditional dynasty league, I can just hoard these guys for the longest time. But if I have to strategically think, hmm, which guys do I really want to pay? Who do I want to retain? Who do I need to make a splash and get in for agency? All of those aspects are in play, and it makes it so much fun. Yeah, and I, I think going off of that, you know, it's one more touch point for your league throughout the year. So, yeah, you can have the rookie draft. Um, you can have a resign period. Free agency is just one more touch point, one more way you're interacting with your league, and it makes it a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. I know our offseason, man, w- without it, it definitely wouldn't be as entertaining and fun. I know, like, when the free agency starts, like, the offseason is officially here. Things ramp up in our league. You know, the trades happen, people communicating. So it's it's really great ad for our league for sure. Mm-hmm. That's a great point too, Joe and, and Charlie, because when you have those touch points, it allows for trades to happen, you know, more, more quickly because you're already talking about players. You're already thinking about roster construction. And so naturally you start reaching out to your other owners in your league. And I can't even tell you, even in our own league, I mean, we probably have had at least maybe, I don't know, 10 plus trades, if not more, that might be underselling how many trades we've had within probably the past like month, uh, you know, gearing up towards free agency. So let's say for those who are listening, they are sold on the idea of adding free agency to their leagues. How would you guys suggest going about implementing free agency into their leagues? Yeah, I think the first thing to consider is implementing a salary cap. So once you have a salary cap, and once you also come up with player desired salaries, what this does is creates the prelude to free agency. So it creates this re-signing period where teams have the option to sign or not sign their players. This is huge because you don't want every single player to enter free agency, or you don't just want like every three years, a third of the players enter free agency. Um, you want free agency to be have some scarcity when it comes to different players. So you want a re-signing period where teams have the option or not to sign, and then teams that can't afford some of their players have to let them walk in free agency for agency. I think that's step one. A couple other factors to consider throughout this process is everyone has busy schedules, right? It's for our league. It's very hard to get everyone to come and all sit down and get together for a day of free agency where we just go at it. So I think another thing to implement is some sort of slow auction style of free agency. Um, there's some formats out there for a slow auction when you're drafting your league to begin with. So it's implementing a similar type of style in free agency. And I think the third thing to consider is what's really helped us this year. We actually implemented this for the first time was we kind of gave the top names in free agency a little bit of a head start. This allowed guys to get a head start, the big names to kind of come off the board first before some of the smaller names, which really allowed teams to flexibility to go at it for some of these big guys and then readjust their strategy if they didn't end up getting them. I think that was a huge uplift for us. So those are three tips I would say just to get you started on um, implementing a free agency period. Yeah, I I definitely agree, Charlie. I mean, those are definitely great points. But, you know, like you said, I mean, you got to start first with just having, you know, a salaries and contracts league from there. Um, you know, without that, you can't really even implement free agency. So once you have that, um, then you can decide how you want to kind of implement the free agency from there. But you made uh, great points and have some tips there. And I definitely agree. The uh, 
early process for those bigger name guys definitely made for a, definitely a smoother free agency this year. Yeah. I think, you know, for, for those who may be interested, I think it is important to recognize that it's not easily incorporated. <laughs> and, you know, there's it, it, a lot of what we've done as manual, you know, we've decided to take the time to create this experience uh, for our league mates and, and really made it a, a really, you know, just a blast. But, you know, there are some sites out there that from what I've you know seen, most of them, those players just automatically hit the market because there's really just a tough, tough way to determine, you know, how do we determine how much this player is worth or for how many years this player is worth. So a lot of times what you'll see is these, you know, if you had a salary cap, these players automatically enter the market and then you have free agency, which I mean, at that point, basically you're removing the re-signing period, but then you have a free agency component, which I think is a step in the right direction. Um, but it is kind of unfortunate that you don't have that opportunity to possibly re-sign them uh, for market value. But I, I agree with these guys. I think it's important to figure out how to incorporate a salary cap for us. You know, we model what the NFL does. You know, right now our salary cap is exactly what the NFL salary cap is around two hundred twenty-five million. And so it's a, it doesn't have to be tricky. You know, you can make it you know basic. But I think it definitely pays dividends if you go ahead and take the time and the effort to do so it may require you to possibly have some google sheets or excel spreadsheets you know for your league to, to look at and have that as a reference table for all the things that are going on i recognize that's going to be that's tough and uh but you know you try your best i think at the end of the day yeah one other tip i'll throw out there as well is you want to come up with value for players for another reason that in free agency, you really don't want guys to sign players for multi-year deals for very, very low contract amounts. Let's take, for instance, if Jordan Love was a free agent in your league this year, right? He hasn't really had that much experience. You don't want a team signing him for six years to say 1 million a year, um, right? The result is first off, that is totally unrealistic. Jordan Love would never sign that contract. He wants, you know, he still has an opportunity to prove it, become a good quarterback. He's not going to take like a minimum salary for six years. So one of the things that you just want to be cognizant of or consider um, within your league is some sort of minimum. If a guy is going under their expected value to cap off the number of years they will sign for. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think, you know, the big thing in there is just, you know, we came up with those desired contracts. I think it's important to kind of, try to give the players a voice in what contract that they would actually want. So they're not just taking anything and owners can't just go and, you know, create whatever contract they want just because it's friendly for their team and fit it under the cap. All right, guys. So we're going to shift this conversation to the strategy talk. This is for us as oh our owner hats on. What do we do in free agency? So I want to ask you guys. So for those who already incorporate free agency into their league, what is your strategy on how to navigate the free agency period? Yeah, I know for myself, you know, it's, I've been a competing team in the Dynasty League and trying to be competitive and ultimately win the championship that I haven't been able to yet. But, you know, I'm a pretty aggressive player in free agency. You know, I uh, tend to try to free up as much cap space as possible heading into free agency. And so I can go after at least competing the top name guys. And if I can't get them, just try to really fill the holes with free agency, knowing that we've got the rookie draft coming up after. And if there's anything I couldn't address in free agency, I'll just go ahead and go ahead and address that in the draft. 
So I have a very different strategy, Joe. Um, <laughs> I know you do, Charlie. <laughs> the, the best strategy for approaching free agency is to not let your players walk to free agency. It's to sign all of your Aww. players if you can. Um, second, if you can't do this, right, if you're looking ahead, it's very important to look a year out and start trading players that you're not going to be able to sign. Here's the issue, right? I'm going to take, uh, I had a player on my team this year, uh, Mike Williams, who everyone's trying to convince me, let him walk, let him walk. Like it's, he's going to cost too much. He would have gone for Googles of money out in free agency because people do, people go aggressive. You got the guys like Joe and Steve out there, both aggressive in free agency. You're going to do, you know, they're going to move mountains to sign some of the big names onto their team. So for me, if I've got a good player and they're still a little bit younger, I'm doing everything I can to keep that player. Cause I think the best value oftentimes is, sign them for what they're asking prices before letting them go to an open market where teams are going to backload teams are going to do anything they can to sign some of these players we're definitely the sharks in the water when we see blood in the water we go for it joe don't, don't we oh 100 steve that's what we're there for <laughs> yeah to me to me i my strategy i'm definitely a player of free agency i won't always necessarily go for the big fish you know or big game hunting i think at the end of the day there are there are deals that can be made even for those small to middle guys who have potential so i always try to at least review who's out there try to make a move and for me i'm not afraid to let people hit the market i almost view it as sort of a defensive move if i'm not necessarily sold on that player and i think that player is going to go for you know loads and loads of money to me if i think the player is going to not do well then all of a sudden that owner gets them for a ton of money and they're going to regret that contract decision so to me, I'm much more willing. I'm, I view it very more fluidly. I'm okay letting guys go. I'm okay letting them go and signing them back. Just because I let them go doesn't mean I can't sign them back. And I always look into the market. But I think it's important to be somewhat of a player you know, in France. Now, if your team's loaded and you're just trying to figure out ways to keep the guys you have, you know, that I guess that is a different philosophy. But I guess I haven't been, I'm not in that position, so I, I'm not afforded that opportunity. It's because you go too hard for agency. That's why, Steve. <laughs> here's here's the thing. If you've got um, a solid team, like go, putting players out there just for the defensive, there's too many teams out there, right? Yeah, maybe you heard one team because they sign Travis Kelsey to an egregious contract value. <laughs> but at the end of the day, that's one owner. you got a bunch of other owners that are competing that are doing different strategies. Another thing I'd throw out there, a couple other strategies, and this is for resigning but also for agency, um, I'm never signed a linebacker or a cornerback, a safety to multi-year deals in free agency. I don't think the value's there. I'm being very cautious for signing defensive ends and defensive tackles, really any defensive player to long-term contracts um, with a lot of guaranteed money. I'm really looking. I'll be a little bit more free with offensive players with giving a little more longer deals. I think there's more stability there. But for those defensive guys, um, I want to be, I'd have to be really, really sure that this player is established and has a spot and is going to be good for years to come. So that's another strategy I have when approaching, you know, the free agency market. Yeah. But Char I mean, at the end of the day, if people just are signing all their players for agency is going to be boring. You want your free agency period to be fun. Don't be afraid. Let those guys hit the market. You might be able to get them for cheaper. Not everyone goes for crazy high prices that like you mentioned earlier, most of the guys that go for Buku dollars is because there's scarcity at the position and there's not that many other guys out there. But if more people let their players go, I don't think you'd see as many overpayments. 
So I'm not afraid to let the guys hit the market. I, I think I could get them back or maybe cheaper. And then if I do lose them, there's other guys on the market I can replace them with. Or I, or I hit up the uh, rookie draft and do it that way. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. There's always teams like you two who will release players in your free agency. <laughs> and there'll be a good time. And I'll keep my good players for cheap. I'm not afraid. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Charlie. We'll see. I think you might be regretting that Mike Williams. <laughs> Just, just for context, too, for those who are watching in our Dynasty League, which we're actually going to be talking about here, uh, our frequency results in our next video. Um, but we actually have a full offense and a full defense. So when Charlie's talking about individual defensive players, those defensive ends, defensive tackles, linebackers, corners, safety, we've got those incorporated with the offense. That's a whole separate video, but really adds so much more trade capital. Uh, you, you know, if it's just offense, uh, you really only have so much to work with, but offense and defense really does does change the game. And I think this conversation is really the epitome. And what, what's so great about all this is that not every owner is going to think the same. And that's the way it should be. Because when you have other owners that think differently, we'll find out. You know, they have a certain strategy. They go with that strategy and see what happens. And if, if they don't win, then they make that readjustment. Most of the time, you're probably readjusting your strategy. At least I do probably. I have to think every year I'm thinking to myself, okay, how am I going to approach this offseason? So it's it's exciting and it, it, it's what makes it fun. Yeah, yeah. One thing is that the, uh, you know, the model behind determining player values is rational. Owners are not rational. That's the big takeaway. <laughs> Definitely, but that's what makes it fun, man. The rationality of owners is what makes everything. <laughs> it does. It does. It's just eye pop. You know, that's the fun of free agency. You see people sign. You're just like. Oh my goodness, that just happened. If you could predict it, Charlie, and everything fell into place with your model, then it would be boring. <laughs> <laughs> we would definitely recommend that you don't add an owner in your league as AI. That's going to be a bad move. Uh, it yeah, should you. not be an owner. <laughs> Robo Kyle, you don't want one of those in your league. <laughs> Absolutely not. So that concludes our conversation and how you need to add free agency into your dynasty leagues. We strongly recommend you look into adding this component to your leagues. In our next episode, like I was referring to earlier, we're going to be talking about the dramatic results of our recent free agency period in our home league. And trust me, you won't want to miss out on all of the crazy signings and our reaction to them. And as you can say, even this was just a teaser of maybe the differences that you might hear on that video. We recognize it is not easy to implement free into your leagues and it takes additional work. We are working on creating some tools in the near future, so be on the lookout for those. And if you have any questions, please send them our way, either via comment on this video, or you can reach out to Joe, I, or Front Office Pros on Twitter via direct message. We're happy to assist in any way that we can. So thank you so much for watching and until next time.